Is at the end, the end of Perik Aleph, that the Tzaddik was talking about the Pasuk Tzaddik Bo Chavakuk Chavakuk Vehamidan Alachas, that Chavakuk Hanavi told us that all of Yiddishkeit, the the side of everything in a person's Yiddishkeit is Amuna. That's what it means. Tzaddik B'manasu Yechi. And we were talking about we were talking about what that means, but we still don't understand. What is the definition? How do we come or how do we reach a madrega of experiencing emuna b'chush as something which, which we mamish feel, not just that we think about intellectually. That's up in the right, up in the brain. But how do we how do we actually come to this? So that's where he, he begins to enter into that in Parag Beis. Page Yud Zayin. Page Yud Zayin. We learned in the last parak that it has to be clear to a person that the focal point of that of, of his life at all times of a person's life is Nakudis Hamuna. Is that point of Hamuna? Even if they wake you up in the middle of the night, and the person is confused, and his thoughts are unclear, and they ask you, What are you thinking about? Most of us are thinking, I'm going to kill you for waking me up, right? This but he's not saying to make up just to, to answer like it's a cute answer. I'm thinking about him. He's, how could it come to a person? How could a person come to such a madriga where he lives constantly, even when he's half conscious that the sight of all he is is amuna? It's not something where a person has to be reminded because it's something outside of himself. It's something external to who he is. When there's something that's not who you are. Like we spoke about, a person doesn't forget. You don't have to remind a person he has to eat, he has to drink, that he has to have certain machshavas or certain plans, because it's who he is, and because it's so much a part of who you are, you naturally have these thoughts. It just these are thoughts that are constantly occupying your mind. If God forbid someone's child is not feeling well, it's not that somebody has to remind you. It's on your mind. It might you could do other things, but but if somebody asks you, what are you thinking about really? So the answer is, I'm, really, I'm worried about my kid. You know, there's something that's it's on my mind. That expression, it's on my mind. So, emuna is something which is which we we have to come to a we have to come to a madrega where it's not an external peripheral part of life that is something outside of the essence of who I am, but it's the essence of who I am. That you have to remind uh, to to somehow bring a person around to that. It's a yidia that has to be in the pnimius halev. That it's it's who you are, and it's the and, and it's what is on our minds. We began to try to explain what is the meaning of emuna. Let's talk about this more. In general, there are two there are two components, two aspects to how a person senses how he is aware of mitzias of reality. There is the awareness or the knowledge that a person has of something, and then there's the actual then there's the actual experience of that mitzias. For example, 
If you give a blind person to feel, to touch something in his hands, who he doesn't see this object. He can only feel it and come to know it by 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 touching it. After he is touching this, so now he knows. Oh, this is this is what's this is a book. This is something. After he holds it in his hand, he knows that this is something here. What it is? If there wouldn't be anything there, he wouldn't be able to feel anything. Nimsa comes out. The blind person's first awareness of something, his first idea of something, is through touching, through that sense of of touching, of feeling something. As a result of him touching something, so then he knows, ah, oh, there's this thing here that uh, feels this, it's like this, it's a book, whatever it might be. So we see here that there are two levels of knowledge, of knowing. There's knowing something intellectually, and there's knowing something sensually. In other words, feeling something, that it's there, with one's senses. In the case of a blind person, his first encounter with this thing comes through the senses. That's his first encounter. And only afterwards, he now knows something intellectually. He says, now let's think about this. Okay, so let's talk about our knowledge that there's a creator. Our knowledge that there's a Rabbanish Lailam. How does that knowledge of knowing that there's a God, how does that begin? Does it come through one's experiences, through feeling, through touching, through somehow smelling, no hearing, seeing? Does it come through the senses? Does it originate in the mind? The same problem. So first that's first first he sees something or first he touches or sees something and then he and then he knows it. In the case of seeing it happens very quickly. With a blind person touching something and holding it. Yes, it's a stronger example. But it's the same thing. In other words, first you experience something you experience something with your senses, either touching or smelling or, or hearing, whatever, or seeing. You experience, you experience something, and then you can think about it, and you can then walk away, and you can somehow visualize this in your mind's eye. That's, right. that's not the opposite. That's not the opposite. No, the no, no. So he says, now, when it comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, page Yudchaz, HaKadosh Baruch Hu leismach shavet Now, how do we know of Hashem? How do we begin? From the time that we're children, how do we begin to know about Hashem? So, there's no, there's no thought, there's no mind that's capable of grasping God. There's obviously nothing physical when it comes to God. Therefore, you can't touch, you can't feel the presence of God, you can't touch Hashem. Which would, of course, smelling, seeing, you can't do any of that. Therefore, it must be 
Shahidiya Ainenamaschila Mikushamishush. Therefore, it can't be that our awareness of God begins with our senses. It can't be. It begins with something intellectual. Your parents telling you, or somebody else talking to you about God. And if nobody would say anything to you, if nobody would, if you wouldn't have heard any lecture or talk from anybody, you wouldn't, you wouldn't on your own naturally be able to feel or touch such a presence. However, he says, From where does a person know that there's a a creator? This knowledge that there's a God is based upon two simple Yisaitis foundations, principles. Gracious to begin with. The first thing is, the most obvious, is that we, we heard about God. We received it from our, from our parents, from the family. One generation after the other. So this has been handed down to us that there's a creator. We are believers, the children of believers. From there comes our Amuna, from even before Moshe from there comes our belief in God. That's one way of knowing, that's one way that we know of Hashem intellectually. We have been told, it was handed down to us. Vishen is the second way. Even if a person, let's say, is born in the desert, nobody ever told him he's a Jew. He was somehow left over there. He was raised by a bunch of, by a bunch of uh, barbaric uh, people in the desert that don't believe in God. They don't know about anything, but they never heard of God. And he just isn't, a, or he's raised among animals. He doesn't know anything. Even if a person is born in the desert and he doesn't know that he's a Yid, he doesn't know there are any other people in the world. Still, there is that expectation of each and every human being that he will be no different than Avram Avinu, which means what? That means that looking at the world, even this person was born in the desert without any parents telling him anything, without even talking to a human being, they would tell him there's a God. Each and every person was created by Hashem Baruch with that intellectual capacity that if he's left alone without any outside influences, he'll come to realize that there's a creator. Every human being was created with the innate ability, not only the ability, the need to be able to come to the conclusion that what? That it can't be that something just came about on its own. Can't be. I, why did it have to wait till Avraham Avinu? What happened to all those people before Avraham Avinu? That's not a discussion for now. We'll be learning about that in these parashiyas. What was going on until that time? Why didn't people? People did realize that there's a creator. It's just that they began to make mistakes about who was the creator. So people, as the Ramam talks about in the beginning of Hilchus Avadah so a person can make a mistake to say, well, the sun created me because the sun looks like it's very strong. So the sun must be the creator. Or the stars or the moon or whatever it might be. But there has to be something that, that's responsible for this for this world coming to existence. It knocks out the Tinoch theory. I mean, it doesn't give much room. It, the Tinoch the theory is only saying that, which which is which is not 
as we spoke about, we've, talk, we've spoken about learning over the years. The Tinnish Nishma means that it means that as far as the principles of our Amuna, Maimon HaSinai, Shava Einish, you know, free choice and all of that, we understand that this baby that was raised among other people would not know, or the baby that was dropped off at the door would not know. But that there's a creator who has designed the universe, that the world didn't come to existence by itself. Every human being naturally on his own was created with this capacity to come to, to come to that realization, like Avram Avinu did. You could have a Yetzirah page, Yudchas. You could have a Yetzirah in a that, that, and this is our problem, that says, no, don't think about this, and don't, and don't, um, don't occupy your thoughts with this reality that there's a creator who what, not only created, but he gives you life every single second, because the, the ramifications of that, as far as what, uh, as far as what practical, what practical bearing does that reality of the creator have upon my life. In other words, if there's a creator who not only created me, but is every single moment aware of what I'm thinking, and this creator has also given me commandments and so on, that can make a person very uncomfortable. That makes somebody very uncomfortable. Like, like today I was just, I had a conversation with somebody, and uh, there was and it, it, there was a suggestion made by an Adam Gadol that, that when it comes to the internet, especially the kids, but not just the kids, every person should have a chavrusa with the internet. Whoever has to use the internet should have a chavrusa. What does that mean? It means that there's a technology out there. Uh, I don't know what, how it works, but a person can arrange that, that I guess maybe just by giving your password, whatever it might be, that anything that you anything that you look you're looking at on the internet at any at any given time your chavrusa, your buddy could press the button and see whatever you've been looking at. And there's no way that you could hide that from him. So I was talking to this I was talking to this person about because having certain struggles with what he's looking at on the internet. And I thought maybe it's Kedai to maybe it's Kedai to think about having a Kharusa like that. That that there could be a person who at any time, twenty four hours, any time, could press a button and know exactly what you've been looking at. So he's so he got very upset and he said that's a good idea and you know he wants to try and he's going to look into it. He said, but how come, how come it doesn't work for me to know that God, that the Bani every single minute can access my, my internet? Why does that help? How come I'm still doing this? After all these years, I'm still up to all this mischief. Don't I believe enough in the Bari Eilam that, that he's watching everything that I'm doing? So you see, that's a problem that we have because of a taiva. A person can, a person can make believe that, there, that for that moment there is no Bari Eilam. What, what he's explaining here is that each and every one of us was created with the natural, instinctive, intuitive, hergish, and the intellectual capacity to come to the same conclusion that Avraham Avinu came to, which is the world didn't make itself. The world didn't make itself. But how come there are big professors right now all over the world that, don't, that didn't come to the same conclusion? It's only because of their tithes. Like 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 Rabbi Chanan of Asim talks about in his famous Maimer, how can how can it be the little kid, a little Jewish kid in Chayim knows more than Aristotle? He has a, he has a, he has more of an understanding of the world than Aristotle. Aristotle was a genius. How could it be that Teretz is that the same Aristotle who, who wrote uh, who, who wrote his his magnificent works on you know on morality and on ethics, he was a totally immoral and unethical person. So once you're immoral and you're unethical, that means you have something at stake by listening to a God who's telling you to be ethical and moral in a way that you don't like. But if all things would be left alone, like this person was born in the desert, so even then, even though he has no misery, he has no Kabbalah from his, from his parents and his grandparents, 
he would have to come to the same conclusion that Avraham Avinu came to. In the middle of the page, he would have to reach the same conclusion that things don't just happen. Nothing created itself. It didn't happen by itself. There must be a creator. A, a chair didn't just a chair didn't just pop into the world like that. And the table didn't create itself. There has to be a creator. There's a very simple intellectual understanding that every human being is capable of reaching, and that is that there's a creator. So we have two ways of knowing intellectually. One is others have taught us and tell us we receive from our ancestors, and the other is that even on your own, on the, the most the, the most basic awareness that a person has is that there's a creator. Both of these ways, however, are intellectual. Either because I've been taught or I've, I've reached this understanding on my own. What they both share in common is that they're purely in, of the intellect. Which is, both of these are not like the case of a poor person, of a blind person rather. The blind person is sitting in the room, and this object is sitting on the table, he doesn't know about it at all. He has no way of knowing that there's, a, that there's a book on the table, the blind person, other than what? Other than you put it into his hand and he, and, he, and he touches that. And he knows this now because he was able to touch it. The blind person, his knowledge comes first through the senses, and then, and then he's able to process something in his mind. What this is that there's a book over here, and if it says something that he could feel in the, in the letters, and he knows how to, he knows what the letters are saying, so he's able to, he's able to now know what's what this book is about through the title. But it first comes through touching, and then through knowing. It's impossible for it to work the other way. By blind, it's impossible. It's impossible. But unless he believes somebody who tells him that there's a book on the table, yeah, but if there's nobody, if there's nobody else that's there, right? We have two ways of knowing that there's a God. One is by other people telling us, and we believe them, and the other is that is that on our own, apisaychel, on our own, like Avraham Avinu, we have to come to that conclusion. Every person was created with that with that innate ability to come to that conclusion that things don't create themselves but nobody was created with the innate ability to, the blind person was not created with the innate ability to know that in this room there's a table there's a book on the table Nebuch doesn't he can't see his, his way of his way of, of coming our way of sensing reality is through the eyes he, he, he doesn't have that so the best he could do is by you put it in his hand and he says oh now he knows there's a book but otherwise he can't know someone tells him he can know but on his own he can't know so he says so this is different than the blind person. Now when it comes to Hashem, we have to know about God. Intellect. Our awareness of Hashem has to begin with the intellect, which means either A, through being taught about Him, which usually, in our case, when we come from parents who are Hashem that precedes everything. Is from the beginning, before we start thinking about anything, our parents are already telling us Shema Yisrael. So either way, it's a matter of the intellect. It begins with knowing something. Why? Because we can't be, because we can't feel God's presence. 
You can't touch God like the blind person touches the touches the object. You can't touch him. Therefore, he It's impossible to touch him. Aim like for the Musa He doesn't. He's not physical. He could be touched. He could be physically experienced by seeing or touching. Our first encounter with God is always intellectual. Always. Either way, either it's by somebody telling it to you, now you're taught this information, or on your own, you came to this conclusion. But it always begins with the intellect. <laughs> now once we've come to this, <laughs> so now we have to ask ourselves, is this the highest way of knowing God? Is this the most profound level of knowledge, of God knowledge, that one can have? By being taught or by reaching that appeal-logic. <coughs> in other words, is this the best I can do in my life? That someone told me? Or that it makes sense? This is the entire basis of my entire Avaidah of Tarimitzvah. It sounds pretty good. I have a Kabbalah for my Zaydis, my Bobbies, that's one thing. And also, on my own, it makes sense to me. It's crazy, there can't be a world without a creator. Like Avraham Avinu. So one could say, okay, from that, from those two ways of knowing, I'm now going to put on Tefillin and not do all the various that the rest of the world is up to, and I'm going to, and I'm going to be uh, learning Torah every few minutes I have, and I'm not going to speak Loshon Hara, I'm going to well, yeah, I'm going to be on the program. I'm signed up, I'm registered. Sign me up. <laughs> In the whole program, I'm, I'm in. So one one could say, yeah, what else is there? That's enough. I mean, you can't touch God. So the best I could do is I either heard from my parents and teachers, and I'm also a smart person. I say, yeah, there's got to be there's got to be a creator. It's not stam. It's not anything like like the Chavos Lavo says. It's not. You can't just throw the ink on the. Uh, you, if you spill a bottle of ink, it doesn't stop to spell your name or something when you spill out the ink, right? So okay, say you have a bal cycle. So you have both sides. You have your miuchas from the family that they told you, and miuchas is not a strong belief. It's not a belief. That we got from the parents. That, 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 that doesn't do anything intellectually to you. It doesn't motivate you at all. It doesn't. Do, I, I, that that right. whole music is a very. Okay, it's, very it's a very shvacha. It's not. It's 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 not. It's not the ideal, but it's not so shvach. Like it's not so shvach because. Like if you look in the Rambam in the Marin of Uchim, after he explains everything up, he says, and, and if this doesn't work for you, then just do it because your parents do it. So what does that mean? The Rambam is very smart. Very, very smart. So they, that hashrosha, that rooting of Amunah, that comes from Elokei Avaseinu, is not the Tachlis. That's why we say Elokeinu, Elokei Avaseinu. The Rambam wants us to come to it. But but when a person, that there is a very, very big yesite of trusting and relying upon that Messiah that we have, as the older we start to talk about the Kuzri and so on. It's not really for now, because that's not what we're going to be focusing on, Elokeinu. We're trying to focus on Elokeinu. It is something... In our world, in our world, trusting anyone doesn't exist. That's, that's, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. But, but... Again, we're not talking about the tachlis of, of Amuna. We're talking about how we're capable. We're, we're talking about of what of what is it? What is the basis of our of our discussion? Okay, I, I don't understand why you, if, if, if that's the Amuna that you have and it works, let's say it works. So, in other words, the, 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 the level of Amuna has to bring you to something. This is what we're talking about here. 
So it used not to be one way. So you could, way. you could say by our by our grandparents or great grandparents, most of them were very 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 well, simple people, way. and the only thing they did is because that's what that's what my mother did. I mean, you can't trust anyone in, in, in anything, but it, it, you, you, it, trusting someone for an intellectual theory is, is it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can't just trust somebody because right. I told you. Therefore, therefore, Washington. I don't mean that George Washington lived existed. So the Messiah that we have, that's also to the Messiah that we have from the others, is not the same thing as um, as, as, uh, as the kind of trust that you're talking about. But let, let, that's going to sidetrack us. Let's stay focused. Uh, here it's important, but it's not for right now. He says, the question is, what is it that, what is the basis of our Avadis Hashem? What type of knowing God is the basis of Avadis Hashem? So you could say, well, that pretty much sums it up. I heard it from my parents and teachers, and uh, it makes sense. You just can't make sense. I mean, the, the fact that there's a God makes sense, and that and he says, he says, if that's the beginning and the end of my of my emuna, and all the good stuff, or perhaps I could say something else. Perhaps that's only the elementary beginning stage of emuna. In other words, the aleph of emuna is someone told me, or it makes sense to me. That's the aleph. But there's something wrong because all of us have received it. And I say I'm talking in, our, in this room here. We've received it. We were taught about it, and also it makes sense to it makes sense to us. Yeah, you can't say cash like this, but it makes sense to us. And still we're having problems. Like like this friend of mine just says, I'm still looking at the internet. You know, I still need somebody like that's gonna. I need this buddy system or somebody to you know to watch what I'm doing. So what's going on? If Amuna if Amuna means that there are two ways to know God. <coughs> that there's two ways of, of our knowing God. One is through the Messiah that we have, and the other is because it makes sense. If that's the entire basis of one's Torah and Mitzvahs and Chassadim and everything else, then something is wrong. Because then we should all be big, 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 big tzaddikim. So what's wrong? So what's wrong is that that's a, mis- a mistake that we're making. He says, O Shema, what's the other possibility? So he says, look at the last lines. O Shema, Yediyah Zushesh Barilam Hurak HaSherosh. It could be that's just, that was meant to be the, that was meant to be uh, the first course, the first lecture. That's the beginning. HaScholos HaYediyah, that's how you begin to know God. Thank God we're not, you know, thank God we're not born in a vacuum. And we're not born in the desert, so we don't have to be like Avraham Avinu to come to that. And we have parents and teachers that talk to us about it. And, there's, and, 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 and the subject of God is something which is very, very much part of, uh, of the discussion of people in this world. But could be, not could be, but it is, that intellectual awareness of God's existence is only the first course. That's only the beginning of, of Amunah. But that's not the Tachlis of Amunah. The Tachlis of Amunah is to be able to touch God. To feel. <coughs> what does that mean? That's what we're going to be talking. That's what the whole safe is about. What does that mean? How could you can't feel something which is not physical? A blind person can feel something. So how, how, what does that mean? And you remember in the first paragraph we were talking about the altar from the Vaduks about the chush, chush, that a person mamish feels it and senses it. It's 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 the essence of who you are. See the problem is when it comes to knowing things the way that we know it. Oh, my parents told me, and it makes sense. That doesn't necessarily change your life. It might. It might affect things in a certain way. We're all trying to be some mitzvahs. But 
But in Titzadikim to Oivde Hashem, that are on fire with the Vedas Hashem, that doesn't make us. So he says, Ella page your test. Ella Shalachari Kosh. But the question, the obvious question is, Eich Eshel is Bate Klapi Abayoyelam, a Musik Shalmishush. How can we Bechlal relate to God in such a way? How can we even talk about touching, about feeling when it comes to God? Sounds like sounds like heresy to even use such words. You know, you can't touch God. means a person. The Rebbe Shalom says to my Shabbat, nobody could see me and live. You can't. There's no such thing. You can't see God. You can't see him and you can't hear him. Even the Nevi'im, it was not, it's not, they didn't touch God. There's nothing that you could touch. And even their way of seeing and hearing is not what we see and hear in the normal way. It's something which is, it's something, it's, it's something which is internal. It's not that we could, you know, it's not, it's not something you could, that you could uh, speak about the same way you, you speak about a physical thing. Ah, she says, of course, we're not talking about Touching something the way that a blind person touches something and he feels it with his hands. There are different ways of sensing. There are different ways of feeling the presence of something. One is a physical thing which is touched with the hands. Or you could smell. Or you could hear. Or you could see. But then there's something else that's called the chush of the heart. That the heart feels and senses. It's not less real. We're going to learn a lot about it. The milam elo and madnu is yisayt hamahusa amitis shalamuna. These two words, chushay halev, the sense of the heart or the heart feeling something, is the true essence of what belief in God as a Jew, what emuna means. That's the essence of emuna. Nevaras yisayt. I'm going to explain this yisayt. What does it mean to feel something with your heart? Va'al gabav. And once we understand what it means to feel something with your heart. Then upon that, Nivna Sahamshah will be able to build the rest. But the beginning has to be clear. When we talk about ourselves as being Jews or are Maminim, what level of Amuna are we talking about? It's not just talking about knowing that there's a creator and that and that and that having heard from parents and grandparents that there's a creator. That's not the that's not the side of our that's not the essence of our moon. That's not what's going to make us into big Hashem. The intellectual awareness that we were talking about, call every Jew knows. So let's talk about that emuna that we have, that we got from our parents. And because of course it makes sense, there must be a creator. That emuna. Right? Or that, you know, the codes, oh, wow, there must be a God, look at that, he made all those psukim work out like that, every 49 letter, you know, it's good stuff. Okay, so we have that, Let's, we have that, all of us now have that. We got it from our parents and teachers, and it also makes a lot of sense, makes a lot of sense. Whatever you think makes sense, you know, how could it be that, that uh, six, all thousands of years, after all these thousands of years, how could it be that Klyasol is still learning, whatever makes you, uh, uh, whatever little bit of information makes you into a Muhammad. Okay, but the the bottom line is, Aramuna comes to us in these two ways. We heard about it, and it makes sense to us. So now somebody says to any one of us, "How much do you think about your Aramuna?" What do you mean? I just told you, I heard about it. I heard that there's a God. 
And it makes sense to me. There's a God. Like what else? Are we, what else are we going to talk about? What else are we going to talk about? Like uh, I had this bacher that uh, came. He came from one yeshiva. He came to the yeshiva I was teaching, and uh, and he said, "What are we learning this year?" So I said, "We're learning bavim He said, "Oh, I already learned that." Shailon bavim I said, "Finished." Gamayanif. Shailon bavim tzir. We're just cracking chumash brachus again, opening chumash brachus, and every every one of us knows that this that the second we sit down and we learn that and we see the first base, we go, "Oh my goodness!" Right? I don't know a thing. I never learned this once in my whole life. Base of brachus. I we heard a thousand shmuzin abrasions. You know, even if you could remember, it's not just because we don't remember. Even if we had good memories and we remembered every shmuz we ever heard, when the Vilna Gaon started to be, when the Vilna Gaon started abrasions again, he felt the same way. He felt that pacha, that awe of the beginning. So the question is like this: this knowledge that we have, that there's a God because it's because we heard about Him and it makes sense. So that's it. Pretty much that's all. And now what do I do? I know I'm davening, but I'm telling to this God that I know exists. How do you know he exists? Because my parents told me, my rabbi told me, and it makes sense that he exists. Okay, beside it. Now go ahead and daven and learn. Don't do any various. Don't talk to the wrong person. Don't read the wrong books. Don't look at the show. Don't look. Don't have bad thoughts. Everything from where you're going to draw your your amuna from where? My parents told me A and B. It makes sense to me. So he says, Kamu Let's face it. How much do we think about the amunah that we have? We don't even know what there is to think about. Like I said about like this kid above Metziah. Was there? It was above Metziah. I already learned it. <coughs> he knows so little about above Metziah. He doesn't know what there is to think about it. If you ask about Moshe Feinstein, what do you think about above Metziah, Rabbi? He's above Metziah. Ooh, what? Tell me. Tell me some. Let me hear. I want to talk about above Metziah. What is it? What's above Metziah? What's the Masechta talking about? I, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, can tell you backwards and forwards every single Gemara above Metziah and every single Rashi and Taisus. And you can say that Rabbi Moshe felt it wasn't even the beginning. But when it comes to our money, look how interesting it is. They don't even feel the need in yeshivas to talk to our children about our money. They don't. My kid never heard anything about it. Maybe, maybe some shmuz like in the Arab Shabbos for 15 minutes before the bell rang, you know, and something about Yitzhak Shabbos, a nice word, something from the Chassam Seifer, put in the office and go home to Shabbos. Because the assumption is, who, who, are, they, who are my students? They're only sending me maminim, which means what? All these nice little high school boys, A, their parents told them there's a God, and B, they're not stupid. They know there's a God. So let's talk about the rest of this stuff now. In other words, let's, let me tell them now that they can't ever talk to a girl until they're, until they're ready to get married. Why, and the kid says, why shouldn't I? The terrorist says, because your parents told you there's a God. And because it makes sense that there's a God. Well, I don't know about it. That's true. I mean, I believe in that. But even though my parents never told me about this girl, but she's right here. She's right here. In the, she's right in the room. Now, we have an halacha, something called Ain't Suffolk Mighty Sibadevada. You understand? <laughs> God, I heard about, and they, and they tell me some nice stories, and, and you know, it, it makes sense to me as a God. But I really don't know much about this, and I never thought about my Amuna. This person right here, but this doesn't take much Amuna. This is, this is a chush. A chush. This I could see. I could see. Right. So what happens when a Yid, when his whole Amuna is. Level A. <laughs> Level A means I have two ways of knowing intellectually there's a God. Obvious, from the parents, and makes sense. She so says, yeah, okay, so we talk about that Amuna, which is 99.9% of the Mamina, of the world. So, how much do you think about it? What do you want me to think about? 
You want to think about? Oh, you want to think about whether or not whether or not the Erev and Barapak is kosher? That's what you're asking. You want to know if it's a kosher Erev and Barapak? No, 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 no. I'm not asking about the Barapak. I'm not asking about the Erev in Brooklyn. I'm asking you about Emunah. Say, I told you already. My parents told me there's a God, and I and I believe in Him because they told me, and they're nice people, and they don't lie to me. And there's some Ramban, I think, or Kuzi that says that, right? Right? Yeah. And also, also. So, so now I know, not, not, I know, not only do I believe my parents, I also believe in the Rabban. <coughs> That's nice, because he was also a grandfather's eighth, yeah? So he's part of my emunah. And also what? It makes sense. You're telling me these cups didn't make themselves, the table didn't make itself. It's a creator. So he says, how much is it to think about that? Kan kvayesh no chilik ben anashim. Ah, here there's a very different thing, people. Other mitivo enamak dizman lamachshava filo eisi yediyeb shuta sheish barilam. How much does a person think about this, this simple, this simple seichel that says there's a God? See, there's two different things. There's an essence and a voice essence. Every person wants to take a leader on essence inside the sicker in life from Hashem. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense to take a leader on essence. You have to believe. You don't have to believe. You have to believe in Hashem. 100. percent There's a different level of holding yourself back and doing something wrong because at that minute, three minute, you have to believe in Hashem. It's two different. It's two different modalities of a minute. Right, 100%, 100% right. Exactly. And, that, and, and exactly. the question is whether or not, whether or not we can go our entire, whether or not the Rebbe meant for us to go our entire lives with just one level. Is that what he wants so for us? The level, the level of a person doing, doing mitzvahs, asking matzahs and asking that's only the level of what? Of, of a Messiah. It all depends. You know, you can intensify that. You can enrich it. You can strengthen what we're going to learn about, and then you become like then you become like the Sklander Rabbi. That when you take a little of it's not like Gandig. Uh, when the Sklander Rabbi, the heat he made it there four hours of hummus, and then he's staying up the whole night excited. Like like we put on two in the first, uh, unless you put yeah, on his voice says also. Like, because of our because of the Kabbalah we have and because it makes sense to us also. So we go into the sukkah and we bench all the we do and we eat matzah pesach, that's fine. But but on the other hand, when it comes to life, it's not strong enough to, to hold you back. Two things. Two things. Hey, it might not hold us back. It all depends upon how pretty the girl is, God forbid, in the room for that boy, right? It all depends. It might be for an ugly girl that holds him back. He's like, I can't. I have a Messiah for my dad. <laughs> right? But if it's a pretty girl, then the Messiah is up. It's not such a stock in Messiah, right? Because, you know, after all, my father wasn't so for me. Right? It's interesting. So that's the, the first thing is when it comes to Averis, which is a real Messiah. Okay, where's what's my moon? A, B. Then, the, the, like you said, when it comes to the essays, but then it's also even when it comes to the essays. When I said when, this, when I said that, that the Baditshva couldn't sleep the whole night because he was waiting that should be the first month to put tefillin on after Yontif, right? Because like today, an Israel he was waiting they should be able to put on tefillin. Then he went in the morning and it was the first moment that he could put on tefillin. He went he put his hand through the glass, you know, the, where, where the tefillin was, and he and he started bleeding in there. See, it was a whole mice of Baditshva. It's his yard type thing, Baditshva. It was a whole mice. So. What's the difference between how can I, I huh? Tonight, tonight is it? The some is tonight. So, so when a person, when a person, in other words, so what's the difference? How can the Bedichev? So the Bedichev also had the, he put on film and we put on film. So what's the difference between the Bedichev and us? So how come his tefillin is like such a big Indian? And by me, you know, we put on film. We're happy to put on film. They felt nice, but you know, because he's raising his level of money. 
Because it's a chush, because he's raised it to the chushay halev. He feels the voice. You ask a question about the the girl in the room. It's because when he comes to the actual moment when he has to overcome his, his then the intellectual level of the Nazarakashwala doesn't relate necessarily to his emotional. You know why not? Because because the emotions are relating to the little girl in the room. So then there's the Khusha Halev. He goes bum There's the Khusha Halev. But when it comes to the Bayeshlam, he's got no bum 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 It's just something up here, right? It's intellectual and not. It doesn't work like that. That's what's wrong. That's what's going on a lot of the Kevin now. There's a problem. So why is so why does somebody hold himself back? That it's a of Yosef Why is it such a huge? Yosef was such a It's a gevaldig medrega when a person. you're offered something. What should a person do? It's not that. Listen, it's not the highest medrega. The highest. In other words, we wouldn't say. Would we say that that person that says I'm not doing it because it's just stating Sudan Mazai and I'm not doing it because it says in the Swan but is that higher than the Bidikshva? Is it higher than Baba Muhammad than the Dead? No, I'm saying why is that such a big thing? <coughs> because there's a Kabbalah all. But we didn't learn yet, we didn't get to the if point. This is a, if this is a basic thing that this is how you're supposed to feel, so then why is it considered that the, that, that, that it's a bhana of Yav Yav Because the Nisyainas are much huge. So the person is able to look at Aishas Patifara and to say, and to run out to whatever that Potiphar's wife is in his life, and to run away from it, it's a very ridiculous thing. Because, because why? Because especially since your whole moon is in Seichel. If that's what it is. If your whole moon is in Seichel, how, did you, how were you able to overcome that? The Territ is, you think that your whole moon is in Seichel. But like the Tanya says, it's not true. Every yid has an imamish in a place in his heart. How's a person able to die Kiddush Hashem when he never once ate kosher his whole life? And then they tell him to convert, we're going to kill you. And we see in history, you didn't die Al Kiddush Hashem. They weren't even. They didn't even know they were maminim. They didn't even know. But then when it comes down to it, that nekuda of a yid where he feels that if it becomes clear to him that if you do this, you're ice yid. Then, you, then God is finished with you. Then he can't, he can't do it. He, can't, he feels that he can't do it because there's something inside, but it's not an intellectual thing. Because intellectually, you talk to this guy and you have a discussion with him in the, in, in, like in the cafe. He says, what? God, you believe in that stuff? Come on. Are oh, your parents religious? You, he makes fun of you. What? It doesn't make sense. Why do you think he can create themselves? Because the Big Bang and things do create themselves. What are you talking about? And that same guy that gives you the whole schmooze, the, he, the whole schmooze, like there are many times, unfortunately, that... The same guy gives it all shmos. He's he's dying on Kiddush Hashem, and he's and he says b'shumayif, and he's not gonna not gonna he's not gonna convert to something else. Why not? Why not? The Torah says because the intellect won't do that. The intellect won't stop you from from from, from converting. There's something else that stops a Jew from converting, and what is that? It's emuna. And what is a muna? It's a chush belev. I how come you didn't feel this chush belev until now? The Torah says because until now no one told me to convert. Until now, that doesn't feel like a conversion. No, but now, but this, but now those are you telling me? Like if you go up to a certain, you can go to a conservative uh, 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 Jew and tell him to have a little bit, give him under the table, you kip it. Why don't you have a little bit, you know, something to eat? He'll look at you like out of your mind. Say, I'm not gonna. He says, What are you talking about? What do you believe in it? What do you do? What do you keep? But but on that, he's my nefesh. Why? Because in his way of thinking, which is a mistaken way of thinking, his way of thinking is. If if I eat this thing, I'm not a yid anymore. In other words, I could eat chazer the whole year, and I could be married even to a shiksa. But if I eat on Yom Kippur, that's it. He's finished with me. I'm not I'm not connected anymore to to my ancestors, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm ice yid. 
then 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 Bishas Maisa. I had many situations with people that they got divorced with things, like because when it came down to it, they wouldn't they wouldn't give up being a Jew, and they felt that it's that this is when it comes when it comes to this decision, it wasn't something which is b'seichel. It wasn't b'seichel. There's something else that's operating there. The question is, if there is something like that that's inside of us, how do we access it? Like on a on a, on a regular Thursday morning, in, you know, in Tishrei, if there is such a thing in Tishrei. How do you how do you access that? Like where do you get to that? Like why do you have to wait till you're standing at the edge of a pit and someone's holding a gun to you and says either you, either you say Hail Mary or I'm going to kill you? <laughs> like can't I? Can't, and then we find out. Then as they're shooting the police, he says, I guess I, I, I guess I am a big mom. You know, as he's as he's falling into the pit, he says, Boy, it's too bad I never went to the mikveh, but I'm feeling anything because I guess I'm a big mom. There's a story Kalabach used to tell like that about, and I don't know with him. You know, it's hard to know yeah. exactly where what, but he said. That there was, he spoke to somebody there's a, that was a professor in Hebrew University, professor of English literature. I think he originally came from England, and then he was he went there to Salonel. Yeah, he was a professor in Hebrew, and he was a brilliant guy. He said he didn't say his name, and he said that he was fighting in, in one of the wars. I don't remember which one, 67, I think. He was fighting in the war, and, his, and he was left for dead on a hill someplace in the desert. In Sinai, and 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 he was bleeding to death. And there, the only thing like anywhere around there were Egyptians. There's no no you know there. So he says he's as he was lying. Obviously the guy lived because he told us the mice. He's lying there, and he starts to think about like his bar mitzvah. He had a religious grandfather. He put tefillin on him or something. And and he had the presence of mind to think. So he starts to think about how he never did anything in the rest of his life that was religious and Jewish. And he never went to shul. And his grandfather would be hurt and upset, and his grandmother. And then he had the presence of mind while he's bleeding to death. He thinks like this. He says, "Why am I thinking of this and not Shakespeare? My, I mean, the last forty years of my life, all I'm doing is Shakespeare. And 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 one day of my life, I put on film with my grandfather, and all I can think about as this blood is, as my life force is ebbing out on the sand in the Sinai, the only thing I can think about is what is Zadie and the film. I'm not thinking about Othello and King Lear. Why is that?" So he said, he said, Rabbi Shalom, if you are there, he said, I, I, I promise you that if somehow you take me out of this, I'm gonna, I'll start again. I'm gonna tell my kids about what Zaidi told me. And he told over to my son. What happened? There was a tank. There was a, a Yiddish tank that came by, and they found him, and he saw it. But the kids, they saved his life. And he said, Kalbach told the story. He said that the guy's kids didn't want to hear about it. His kids are already older. They did not have anything to do with it. But he himself became a Shemimist. He became a Shemimist. So, what is that about a Jew that when he's lying there, he's not... Why isn't he talking, thinking about Shakespeare? Like, he thinks, like, these people that are running around the streets right now, the last minute of their lives, what are they thinking about? Like, what's the, what's the last minute... Like, I was talking about on, 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 uh, on Shabbos, I spoke about, like, what were, my, what were my grandparents thinking about when they were going into the gas chamber? Like, what was the last thought that they had? What, that life is meaningless, that there's no God? God forbid. And what was the what, what are the thoughts that these people have? Like like, you know, the White Sox won the World Series. I heard, right? The first time in 88 years. It's Kavali Gazach. I mean, I, haven't, I I don't know who's on the team anymore. I don't know. I remember the White Sox in the old days. They were low, they were low used to, so they won. So they won. So now I think so. So I don't know who their main star is. I can't even give a name. But let's say their their biggest star, right? So whoever whoever that is. So what's he gonna like? What is he gonna think about the last minute? He's gonna think about boy, the World Series, 2005. That World Series, I got, I got that, I got that home run in the ninth inning, the fourth game, and that was it. That was, that was it. But a yid, a yid, when he's lying there, and he has his last, he has his last minute, 
this, that's what this guy was saying. So he wasn't thinking about the, about the home run in the uh, in the bottom of the ninth. The he journalist just, from the huh? Pearl, or the journalist a couple of years ago, they said. Mike said that they did. Oh yeah. Yeah, but but what? but what was the, word was the last thing he says that I'm a Jew, the son of Jews, Pearl. Pearl. Yeah. Then yeah, then Pearl. The last thing yeah. he said. What well, about the the most important? Yeah, who they who they slit us, they cut his head off. Right. The last thing he said was. They, they had him on the table, and he said, I'm a Jew, and the son of Jews. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. Did you see, they put, out, they put out this book, by the way, his family. Big time. Yeah. The whole world, the whole world saw this. Yeah. Besides me, obviously. That's it, but I'll tell you something else. My wife got a book from the library. There was a, there was a, a in a Hebrew school someplace, in America, where they were, where they were telling the kids about this, uh, this, this, this Salik pearl, he died like this. They were telling about, and and this little girl from that class in Hebrew school had this idea to 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 ask different people that she knows and loves to ask them, what does being a Jew mean to you? If this if this journalist, the last thing in his life, he stayed in the face of the whole world. And of these, of these people who knew, he knew that when he said that they're going to give him a bigger, uh, right? Stronger thing. And that's the biggest thing you're scared, you're afraid of the last minute of your life. At least it should be, you know, b'sholem. And he says, I'm a Jew, and my parents are Jews. And he said more than that. He said, other less shiny. There's a street named after his grandfather and uh, that's on for something. Yeah, he said something like that. Everything he said was Jewish. So this little girl went around asking different people. She ended up sending questions to different people. And she sent it to famous people. Sent, she sent this to famous people all around America, who she thinks that she heard of, different people who are Jews. But the question: What does it mean to be a Jew? What does it mean to be a Jew? So, so my wife had this last summer, and she got it from the library, and, and I was reading a few. A lot of this, you know, it's Irish guy from people, Irish people that the Yidden that don't know. And there were a few of them, the Muradic things, a few of them, and. Um, and, and, and you know, you think about it, that that last that last moment, this is what he had to say. I'm a yid. So we can't. So in that, we had that moment that was frozen in time to be able to see what this guy Pearl was. He, what he was, what was on his mind that last moment. The question is, how? What could have been done, or what could be done, so that the Daniel Pearls were, thank God, alive and well, they could access that awareness, so they won't marry a shiksa. Not only they won't marry the shiksa. But they'll be on fire, and that they'll get a bench lulav like like the put on film and bench lulav. How do you do that? How do you come to that? It's not just a question of, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the mitzvah. I'll do the mitzvah, and we have Bo Hashem. Our moon is enough. It gets us to it gets us it gets us to shul Bo Hashem. But it doesn't get a lot of guys to shul on time, right? It doesn't get a lot of guys to shul, or even if it gets them on time, it doesn't mean they're gonna daven and not talk. And even if they daven, it doesn't mean they're gonna daven hatzik. It doesn't mean they're gonna daven real. So that means that there's something wrong. There's something lacking in that emuna that that comes that that begins and ends with the olive base of oh yeah because I was taught and it makes a lot of sense to me. There obviously is something else when a person is faced with kiddush Hashem at that moment. So then all the facade is blown away. Everything is all the external veils that cover the Jewish heart are torn away, and he feels he feels mamish with the chush halayv. That there's a God, and there's a God who's telling him that you're a yid. That's all that you are. There's nothing else. So, 
you see this when people get a lot of times when people get older, they start to come around more with the Yiddishkeit because when they're chushim for the girl in the room, start to get weaker. So then Mimela, the chush of, of the, being a Jew, is able to be felt more. In other words, there's a chush that's always there. We just don't know how to, we just don't know how to press the buttons, the password. When we learn that, then then then. You come to that intellectual. That's what he's saying. You have to turn that intellectual. You have to. The process. That's right. That's why the name of the parak is Viadata Hayyim Vahashevoyse Elovech. How do we take that idea, that knowledge, and Vahashevoyse Elovech? Because if we could access that, if we knew how to press the keys, the buttons, to get to that place that's called Chush Halev with Aramuna, if we want to do that, person can say, oh, what do I need that for? I'd rather, I'd rather know about the girl in the room. I don't want to know about that. But if we wanted that, if we Bamas want that, and we want to be able to press the password, that will access those, those powerful, stormy feelings of feeling the Rabbani Shalom with the Chush Halev, as opposed to just knowing about him. Then our Avodas Hashem would be would be unbelievable. Our Avodah in the essays and the Lois essays would be totally different. The shmir of how of what we would look at, we would, right? It would be unbelievable, different, completely different. So how does a yid come to this? How do we learn to press those buds to come to that place of the chush halayv? But in order to do that, he's going to say over. Oh, you already said in the last parak. It means you have to work at it. You have to want it and you have to work at it. Or else you could just wait till it comes to like you know till, till you you know somebody in a tank in the scene you know then you, and you're lying there God forbid bleeding to death or like Daniel Pearl or if it's a more peaceful way of leaving the world and you have some awareness of what's going on before you leave the world. So my wife had a grandfather. He died a long time ago. I, I knew him, and before he before he died, before he died, I said this in shul. He didn't remember anything. He was not, but he lost everything. For the last like three months, he didn't remember anything. Every time he started, every time he came out from the bathroom, he said Ashiyatza. And he would continue. He thought he was saying, he thought it was Bechaz Ashacha. He thought it was just getting up in the morning, he was saying. And he would continue on with all the davening. And, and, and he would say, Zaydi, Zaydi, you've already davened. Uh, you've already davened. It's the middle, it's, it's, already, it's already almost Mincha. Like Rapi Karsa, what do you think? And I remember there's another thing I once said that I went in with his wife. She's not alive anymore either. I went in with, with his wife, and uh, I went with my wife and the grandmother. With the, with the, we went in to visit. He didn't recognize his wife either. Never. So what does she do? She comes over and she leans over and she gives him she gives him a kiss on the forehead, right? So he's lying there, Zayda, and he sees me with a beard and pay standing in the room, and, he, and he's very embarrassed that some lady comes in. He goes, so he goes to me. He doesn't know why I'm. He doesn't remember me either. But he goes to me. Uh, I don't know who this lady is. I, I didn't. I don't know what's, what's going on over here. Like, you know, why somebody's kissing me? He hear this. He didn't remember his wife. As echav he was one of the He didn't recognize his wife. Nothing. He didn't know whether it was morning, afternoon, or night. But the one thing he knew was that there's a bari island. That's all. There's a there's a there's a, a bari island. So where does that come from? Does that come from because he heard it from his parents? <coughs> What do you mean he heard from his parents? He heard a lot of things from his parents. He doesn't remember who his parents are. He doesn't remember his parents' name. He doesn't remember anything. And so it comes because it makes sense to him. What makes sense to him? He doesn't have, he doesn't have any seichel left now at that point. Because there's a Yiddish chush. There's a chush that's called being a Jew. The question is, how do, you, how do you come to that when everything's okay? Where is that? What is that? How do you do that? But what he's saying here is, let's go back inside. He says, Amnam, he says... 
Even the simple knowledge that we have that I heard of my parents and that it makes sense, even now we don't think about our whole lives. We just rely upon that from the time they were kids. Yeah, of course there's a God. There's a God. There's a God. Of course there's a God. We don't think about what, what that means. Unless God forbid someone is sick or there's a problem, then you really have to start thinking about God and talking to Him and working it out. I certainly never ask God about this. What does he think? I know. It's in me, this knowledge. I know about it. I know there's a God. On them he says, and it's like, he says, He says, It's not Even on that, how much time? The fact that you know there's a God, how do you know there's a God? Your parents, and from, uh, it makes sense. How much time do you think, even about that, how much time do you think? How much do you think? How much time do you devote even to that? And how deep, and what's the quality of your thinking about that? see. <coughs> How much time do you even think about that simple thought? There's a Bayerlum that created me right now. There's a Bayerlum. But the Tachas is that it remains something that's not just intellectual. It's how you feel reality. How you see the world around you. How you sense reality. Not something that just a seichel, it's a, you know, you don't have to think about it. It's just another piece of information. I know that H2O equals water. I know there's a God. So I don't have to think about that. When do you have to think about it? If God forbid your kid is sick, then you have to think about it. But it's on a regular Tuesday, or if I'm going to banish a little of you on a circus. What do I have to think about it? I take the thing in my hand. I do what I'm supposed to do and finish. We're talking about how the heart feels something. Mamish, that it's... It's here with me, and I feel it as part of what it's 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 it's, it's mamish filling, and everything is part of that. That's that's something else. That's already he says. There's a knowledge of seichel. From the parents, or because it makes sense, that's called seichel. But if is when the heart knows something. It means you begin your life, it's true. You don't begin with feeling God's presence, you only begin with what? Knowing of Him. You know about it from your parents or from school or from whatever, because it makes sense. But the tachlis of life is to come to Madrega of what? To the heart. There is nothing else, there's only God. That the heart should feel. There's nothing else. Hashem's will help us to, to go back to, to be able to feel this.